Okay, right, so we're live. Welcome to the first podcast of Moments Off The Map with The Apprentice and The Monk. So, I'm here, my name is Lewis Etheridge, and I'm here with Gabrielle, also known as The Jiu-Jitsu Monk. That's right. Where did you get your name from? <laughs> uh, it's it kind of cool. We were doing a lot of Jiu-Jitsu training with some partners, the guys that I would train with every day and we kind of got in the habit of training quite a bit, becoming like jujitsu rats, <laughs> like just living on the mats. And we kind of came up with this idea, wouldn't it be awesome if we could just live like this forever and just like do jujitsu and study jujitsu and the moves and all that. And I started beginning to think about it a little bit and I was like imagining myself having a little place in the jungle and like, having kind of like a meditational place, but like I would have jujitsu and be studying jujitsu and just like doing the, the simple things of life. And so I, like I kind of approached jujitsu as being a monk. So that's kind of where it came from. Perfect. I like it, man. I like the philosophy, the philosophy about it. It's quite funny. So I, I, now I've known you now for two weeks, two weeks today, actually. I came to Montanita, started working as a yoga instructor in Uyaku, and I didn't actually know what your name was until like halfway <laughs> through the first day. Neither does most of Ecuador. And what is your second <laughs> second name is Johnson, so Gabriel Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> there we, there we go. Everybody just calls me the monk here. That's nice. <laughs> not a bad thing to have. Yeah. So I'm, th- I'm sure we'll like get into a lot more detail as this podcast goes on, but I I kind of had the idea of starting a podcast. It's something that's been playing on my mind for a while. I really, really enjoy podcasts. I get a lot out of them. I probably gain a lot. Most of my like self-education, I would say, has come through podcasts. So I like, I like them. I like the way you can learn. I like the amount of stuff you can learn from them. But also, I was interested in just doing some podcasts, talking, talking a lot. Um, speaking about different things and I think we have a lot in common. We're both here at the same place, pretty much at the same time, doing, working on the same project. Um, and we have great conversations. So I was like, I've been thinking about it, maybe now's the time to do it. And there's never a great time to do something, but in my life, how times have gone, I think this is a pretty good time in my life to maybe start a podcast. Like I've been on the road for I've been on the road traveling for almost two years, but this is the first place where I'm coming to and I'm gonna stay here for a long period of time, restructure my life. So I love one thing, do is do a podcast. So I mentioned that we're doing a project together. So it's the reason why we both came and met each other. And the project is a house called Iluyaku, which is on the coast of Montanita. Montanita is in Ecuador. It's a nice surf town. it's just about to hit high season. You can kind of feel it in the air, everyone's getting ready, a few more tourists are coming, the weather's changing, we had a hot day of sunshine today, which was really nice. Um, And the project is uh, essentially an open house. It's early stages of the product now, but we're running it, we're running classes, and the three fundamental aspects is surfing, yoga, and jiu-jitsu. So I am a yoga instructor and you are a jiu-jitsu coach yeah man. yeah it's an it, awesome combination it is a great combination it works really well they all kind of have that have that mind body connection that you need with it connection to your breath and 
it's an interesting balance between like I kind of thought of jujitsu like I don't know I don't want to go too far off topic but like I kind of think of jujitsu as like and yoga is like the yin and the yang in life kind of for me for me personally it has been that way so like jujitsu is kind of like the father and the aggressive side of life so to speak and like yoga is like the softer the mother the more compassionate side it's just kind of the role it's played in my life but but anyways i find the balance is incredibly awesome for my life together yeah. so <clears throat> they do work hand in hand don't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. they certainly do and with like mobility and flexibility and things like that you know you're going into in yoga you're like you're trying to push yourselves into these positions and trying to go into these awkward positions and calming your breath you know, it's about being able to control your breath in an in a in an awkward situation, but not not a situation um, like a physical situation. You're in a consorted thing with your body, and you and you're having to really calm your breath and connect your breath. Whereas jujitsu is kind of involuntary. You know, you have somebody else that's putting you <laughs> into these weird positions, <laughs> often putting you into really yeah, odd really, predicaments. Exactly, and you have to kind of have, use what you learn in yoga to yeah. kind of bring it into the jujitsu jiu aspect. It's an incredible relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the surfing comes into that as well. With again, it's balance, it's breath work, it's having mm -hmm. the connection from your from your mind through your body through the surfboard onto the wave, like. I'm, I'm not, I can't say that I'm a surfer. Like I learned how to surf a month ago. I spent a month uh, practicing maybe every other day and I loved it, uh, really enjoyed it. But I can relate to surfing, how I, how I view skiing. And skiing's the same. You know, you're kind of gliding on, instead of gliding on water, you're gliding on snow. Yeah, it's kind of is water anyway. <laughs> it is actually, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. which is good. It's an interesting, yeah, all three make it like this complete uh, circle almost, you know, like with uh, introduction of nature into that element, into like this whole little ecosystem of life, I guess, you know, like when you have, whether you're talking about skiing or snowboarding or surfing, you kind of add the element of like the energy of nature, being in nature and connecting with nature which I think enables you to like connect with yourself in the end, really. So mm -hmm. self-discovery, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think that's how we found each other. And we'll talk more about the house. And I think uh, the philosophy I, I have with this podcast is it's just going to evolve as our lifestyles evolve whilst we're right. here, you know, as the projects we're working on evolve. Um, and that's, I think that's where we sat down and we tried to think about a name. So again, to remind you, the name for this podcast is Moments Off The Map. Uh, do you want to explain a little bit about how we kind of came up with that? Yeah, we wanted to kind of have a podcast discussing, like not put too much limit on it because we, as our lives are not just jujitsu, our lives are not just yoga or surfing. Our lives are not just the things that we do, but there's all kinds of things that create this experience that we call life, whether it's food or exercise or dealing with a coworker or whatever, like there's all kinds of experiences that we have that are not limited to the main hobbies that we have or the main practices that we have. And we kind of just want to explore topics with a curiosity and also in this like learning phase, but then sometimes we have like we like also like the apprentice and the monk, the subtitle of the, the title. Is, is kind of interesting because we're always in this state of being learning and but also yet like mastering. We have like this knowledge, 
but the more we discover, we, the more we realize that like, we have so much more to learn. Or if somebody can come along who's further along in that process is, than you and can like, be able to put things into a better perception for you or give you more to add on to. Yeah, that. you're constantly switching up between being an apprentice and being a monk, being a student and the master. And I think with a lot of things, the way you, sh way you it's, a, it's healthy, a healthy way to approach things is to, to, to approach something like you don't know anything about it, you know, like approach it like you have never learned anything. Even if you are, even if you are a little bit of a master, there's always going to be someone that's going to show, you know, someone might have less knowledge about you, less knowledge about a subject than you, but they might have a, more of a specific knowledge about one part of that subject. So you can yeah, always take, totally you can always take something from somebody else. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that, I think we came up with moments off the mat because we're spending a lot of our time at the moment on a yoga mat or on a jiu-jitsu mat. Right. You know, whether we're doing... We're also doing Muay Thai at this house, um, which is great. We have a, a guy called Max who's from Russia and he, he, we're going to have him on definitely one He's day. an interesting character. <laughs> like he's a, it's an awesome like uh, added on like little benefit to our little subculture that we're kind of in, involved in now. And he brings a, a lot of interesting like, uh, I don't know what you call it, creativity Creativity, maybe. energy. A different, completely different perspective from a different world. Yeah, without going into too much, he, he, he's from Russia, but he, he studied Muay Thai. In, in Thailand, and yeah. how many how many professional fights? He, he had had? twenty four professional Muay Thai fights. Fair <laughs> <laughs> play. That's a lot of fights. He's an interesting character, yeah, but, to say the least. But yeah, so go on with the the house. Yeah, I don't know. What should we say about more? More should we say about the house? I think yeah. I I mean, kind of like our purpose of having this place is like we call it actually. On, on like Facebook you have to title it you have to give it some sort of category like when you register as a business or as a I don't know an organization so we registered as a like artist as an artist and I think that really speaks volumes because of the people who are involved in the project we see the things that we do as art so whether we're talking about jujitsu whether we're talking about yoga or surfing these are all forms and expressions of of art and I kind of that's kind of how I view life and I think of the things that I invest my time and energy in are like a form of art so I want to like master it I want to learn as much as I can about it mm -hmm. so it's a learning environment it's not just like a typical gym you go and like smash smash somebody or do yeah, a quick workout and then you're gone like yeah I agree it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a hub for creativity you know, and we have our doors open to, to different ideas. I think like our core at the moment, because of the main three people that we have here is yoga, jiu-jitsu and surfing. But, you know, we also have Muay Thai, Talas, which is the, like the aerial silks that you sometimes see doing acrobatics. It looks very beautiful. Same time, it's pretty challenging. Um, and yeah, we'll have, we'll have an, outdoor, an outdoor studio and uh, we'll grow fruits and vegetables there and open our doors up for a cafe, serving food. And like I say, we're, it's the start of the high season now. Well, yeah, almost three weeks time. We'll start to get more and more people will come and it will evolve. And really, you know, it's a bit of a cultural shift. There's nothing like that here. C certainly not in, in Montanita. I've only no. been in Ecuador now for what is it, for two months? 
two months and yeah I don't think there is many things like that here. No, not really. Martial arts is really new to Ecuador in general. Like jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu has only been here for about 14 years. I think before that, Hoist Gracie, like some students of Hoist Gracie came here and began to like do some self-defense seminars and stuff. But, and then kind of a form of valetudo was here. So like a no rules kind of MMA fighting. But jiu-jitsu came here about 12 or 14 years ago. And that was kind of like, that was completely new, and that's mostly in the cities, even up until now. Like, so we're the first jujitsu, even martial arts school in Montanita, Ecuador, on the coast. And the nearest one from us would be like uh, another city away, which is like 45 minutes, an hour and a half away, actually, to get to another academy, per se. Uh, so there's another guy who trains in Olón who's awesome, too, but he's not. I don't know. I don't um, know if he considers himself an academy or just kind of like a gym. Is the next town across yeah. after mm -hmm. the point, so the next right. bay, like a five-minute walk. Uh, uh, but jujitsu is completely new here. That's like a new idea here, so it's yeah. pretty. Cool. And you can see people looking through the windows. They haven't really seen this before. They have no <laughs> idea what people are doing. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's it's a great thing. It's very it's very exciting to be a part of. Um, like I've been on the road now. With, with a kind of, in my mind, something that I would like to create, which is very similar to Iluyaku. And it's, it's interesting how I've stumbled across this. I say I've stumbled across it, I've been searching for it. Um, and it's very exciting to be here at this time when we know it's about to get really busy, we're about to get lots of people, and we're meeting so many people that are traveling through, and it's a very refreshing thing for them. Yeah, um, people enjoy gross. like people go traveling and they have a good time, but people also go traveling to see different cultures, try new things, you know, try and try and switch out the habits that they might have in their own home, in their own culture, experience new things. And a lot of people want to be stronger, fitter, healthier, happier people. Right. You know, than 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 who they are when they leave that person at home. They search for that in their traveling, and then a lot of the time, people come together. You meet new people, you go to a bar, you're having a good time, okay? You kind of fall into a rhythm again and people are finding us and we're saying, ah, well, we're offering yoga and jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and, and surfing and they think, ah, oh, it sounds very refreshing. They seem to be very interested in coming to join with us, which is a great thing to hear. Yeah, it's really healthy. Yeah, it's certainly interesting and like something new here because like, not just because of martial arts, but it's like a healthy alternative or a healthy option for people to choose when they come on vacation or while they're backpacking across South America. It's pretty awesome, man. You're like, dude, well, I didn't bring my gi. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Like you don't, you can just show up and train and like for you to be able to have like this experience in this such unique place, Montanita, is really pretty cool. Yeah. Like really refreshing, like you kind of said. So let's talk about how you came to find Iluyaku because you've been here a lot longer than I have. You're actually officially in the local. I've just been here for two weeks. Um, <laughs> but already announced it as a local. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you get people that are coming and they've been here for like a day or two, I seem like a local. I've been here for two weeks. <laughs> You're so educated already you know, about the area. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Like the experience here. So how long have you been here? What, eight, 18 months? Yeah, I came in May of last year. So yeah, a year and a half now. Just over a little over a year. In Montanito or in Ecuador? I arrived in Ecuador a year and a half ago, May. Yeah, so I arrived in Ecuador. I was trying to like find 
a place I could actually do this exact project where I, I'm working on now with Iliaku. Um, I, I tried a few things in a few different cities and it didn't really work out. And then I came to Montanita, which is the place I had originally had in mind, but I wanted to try a few things before I decided specifically I wanted to be in Montanita. Uh, Montanita, I came here and I loved it and I knew that I would love it, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just like, I don't know. I wanted to kind of experience a little more of Ecuador before I decided on a place. And I came here and I was living in, uh, I traveled and was in different parts of Ecuador for like six months or so. And I've been in Montanita for one year. And I, my hope was to advance this project to get it started, but actually it didn't start up until about four months ago. So it took a little bit of time for that to And that's when you met Shay. Yeah. And what was it, in a yoga class? <laughs> yeah, in a yoga class. It was really interesting because uh, my wife and I, we had like kind of decided like, let's just go for this. Let's just like, we had thought about different ideas. We had researched different ideas. We had kind of gotten our feet like, like touching the water, so to speak, in different experiences to try and find a like way to live here and make a living here and stuff and do the things that we love. And one day we just kind of like got organized and we decided, hey, look, we've been here for a certain amount of time. Let's just do it. And like, no looking back, let's just go for it and just give it a shot and see what happens. And so we had decided that I contacted a guy to get some jujitsu mats. And I didn't care if I had to start this project in my house. Like people are showing up to do jujitsu in my house. I don't care. I wanted to train jujitsu every day. I wanted to be on the mats early in the morning, do a little bit of training, a little free flow, a little yoga, and move around a lot, and then train again in the afternoon or evening. Like that's that's the lifestyle mm -hmm. I want to live. And so I was like, dude, even if I have one student, I have a new training partner, man. This is that'll be cool. Let's just give it a shot. So I tried to find uh, jujitsu mats. Was insanely crazy. Um, it took some time and actually it was after I met Shay that we finally actually finalized the deal about getting jujitsu mats here. But how we met Shay was really interesting because we had at that point, just that day, I was like, I, you know what, like let's just look in Montaneta just for fun. Let's see if there's a place we can rent. Let's just see, like no, don't put any limitations on anything. Just go for it and see what happens. Like don't, don't prejudge anything, just go for it. And so we went to a yoga class and we weren't trying to, we weren't trying to find any resolutions in the yoga class. It was just part of our life. We went to a yoga class by a friend that teaches it. And uh, we, we were waiting for the instructor and for some of the students to like get onto their mats and stuff. And then a girl walked in and she was discussing how she started this new project. Her and her family bought some property. They wanted to have a yoga um, studio and then they wanted to introduce like some other things to Montanita area, something that would draw interest and be a little bit different. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Like, I mean, she didn't say anything specifically about jujitsu or martial arts, of course, but she was just kind of like, I'm just interested in finding something that would be really cool to do in Montanita that could be really added value to my studio. And so I was like, wow, we literally just got done having this conversation about how we were like totally going in all out and we were going to just like find a way to make this happen. And then here she walks in and says, hey, I'm looking for somebody to do something really cool in my studio. And I was like, I have a solution for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention anything that day, but uh, I ended up uh, talking to the yoga instructor, a friend, a really good friend of ours. 
And I was like, dude, what is this thing that Shay is doing? Like, what is this thing? Shay's the owner of the academy and the property. And so <clears throat> I was like, what is this thing that Shay is doing? And she was describing it. I was like, dude, I want to meet up with her. I want to talk to her and see if she'd be interested in hosting jujitsu there. And our friend was like, yeah, you should definitely do that. Yeah. Well, ironically, the very next day, and I knew who Shay was, like I'd seen her around town, but I've never been introduced to her or talked to her. And I've never been in the same place as her. It's just always been passing. And ironically, the next day, we show up to the same place at the same time. Our, cro our paths crossed. We're introduced. And she's like, hey, I'm starting this blah, 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 cat, like a uh, project. And I want to like, I'm trying to find people that might be interested in teaching classes here. And she wasn't even proposing this to me. And I just said, hey, I'm Gabriel. And this is my pro like proposal to you. Like, I would love to do jujitsu at your academy. I was like, I'm totally like already I was planning on doing this, like no matter what happens. And then I heard you speaking about it last night in the yoga class. I was like, how interesting that I run into you again mm -hmm. today. And she, she didn't really know what jujitsu was, but she's like, I really like this idea. This sounds really cool. I, she knew it was a martial art and stuff, of course, but mm -hmm. she didn't really know what she was getting herself into. Yeah. And yeah. it's evolved from there. It's been, it's great. And then you kind of we've reached out to people and, uh, and you got picked up Max. And Shay, Shay is also a yoga instructor. So she's, she's a, she's a, I don't know how long she's been living in Montanita. For a few years, yeah. maybe like, I don't know, three or four years. She's a very, very good surfer. She's very won good. a few competitions. Like pro level. Yeah, one of the best around mm -hmm. here. She likes to surf with a longboard. Um, so she brings a great aspect to that. And she's obviously a local, a local girl. Mm -hmm. um, and she, she did her yoga teacher training in Montanita in a studio uh, what, 200 meters down the beach from us. And then she's kind of, she's grown into her yoga practice and she wants to have her own studio, her own space. And this is when it's all come together. And I found, I found Iluyaku just through <clears throat> yoga, yoga travel jobs, it was called. And if there's anybody that hasn't heard of Yoga Travel Jobs before, it's essentially a website similar to Yoga Trade. You may have heard that one, it's a lot more popular. Essentially a yoga website, but it's for kind of the yoga and hospitality industry. So they advertise jobs for yoga instructors, for, masa, for masseuses, surf instructors, um, sh uh, chefs, people to be managers and things like that. So you're able to find jobs if you're interested in that industry to check them out. That's Yoga Travel Jobs and yogatrade.com. And I think there's also um, surf travel jobs as we well. We gotta get one of these for jujitsu. <laughs> jujitsu travel jobs. We gotta have yeah, that, man. Yeah, probably a good shout actually, because you know, that's another thing we wanna do with the, sh with the studio and with the podcast, is have people that are like, you know, really good, respected yoga teachers or jujitsu coaches or top sur surfers that come through Montanita, they can come on the podcast, they can tell their story and we can right. learn from For them, sure. as well as they can do workshops or teach classes in the studio as well, which would be great. So yeah, check those websites out if, if you like. But I, I found them because I left for Central America back in June. Um, and I, and I knew I wanted to come out and find something special. I wanted to come out this time and, and exactly the same philosophy that you have really, looking for this project that, that I can start being a part of, help, help create, have an input. Um, and the first place I went to, <clears throat> this wasn't in June, this was the first time I went traveling. So this was, in, this was actually in June 2017, I think. We're 18 now, right? 
Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> June 2000. See what I mean? You lose track of yeah, time. There we go. Yeah, there's no time doesn't exist yeah. here in Montanita. So <laughs> June 2017, I'm there. I'm sitting at my job. Um, I have I had a job in engineering, and I'm sitting there, and I I have. I know deep down I have a passion in yoga. I wasn't actually a yoga instructor at that point, but deep down I have, a, have an interest in yoga, interest in wellness, just continuing this kind of, this health and, uh, and sports kind of passion that I've had traveling through me with the whole of my life really. So I'm now on yoga travel jobs, looking up, um, looking at places where, how, how can an engineer that's interested in yoga become part of the yoga industry? And I was looking and looking and looking, and the first place I found was, uh, eventually I found it, was to help restore a castle in the 17th century. A castle? A castle. In the, Dude, that sounds awesome. <laughs> a 17th century castle in the southwest of France. This big, big, it was, it was a huge plot. Uh, it had like 14 bedrooms or something. And you went there. Stuff. So I, I went there. Dude, so, and I thought, oh, maybe these people, I might be able to help out with these guys. Like yeah. I, have, I have a fairly practical background. Um, so, and it was, it was one of the ma most magical places I've been to. <laughs> so the story of this, this castle was, I think 14 years ago, or seven, seven years ago, it got caught in a fire, okay? This big fire, and it burned for 14 hours. So a natural a, fire or what? They think it might have been started by somebody, because really? this, this place is in, uh, the castle is in the least density of population in the whole of France. So it's in this very rural area, beautiful. The sky was incredible, the stars, because you've got no one around you, you've got no That's light awesome. pollution, you've got That's no emissions going off or anything like this. Um, so over the past kind of seven years, they've been slowly restoring it. And the lady who owned it, it was inherited to her from her mother. Uh, she owned it and her husband, they both lived in London, worked and lived in London, but were a French couple. And her dream was to, to give this castle some life again, to do something with it. It's been in her family all her life. She, had, she went on holiday, you know, but it's got to a stage where they're not really using it. How can we give it, give it some life again? How amazing. And, so, and she had, again, a passion in yoga. She decided that she wanted to try and see if she convert it into a yoga retreat, but somewhere you can, you can rent out completely. So, okay, this is yours for the week. You bring your chef, right, or, or yeah. you bring your students, you bring your teachers, and we give you this space. Wow. So they've been converting it for a while. Would that be a pretty magical place to have a yoga retreat? Man? For sure. It Intense. was surrounded by sunflower fields, wow. had a big forest. You walk down the forest, <laughs> come to a, a big natural lake. Seems like a dream. It was, it was, the best way to describe it for me was magical. And, yeah. like, and I, I'd done that. I had been doing yoga for a few years at that point, but they kind of missed the trick because they needed engineers and painters and decorators and carpenters yeah. and people like this. But because they wanted to convert it into a yoga retreat, right. they advertised it on yogatravelyjobs.com and, and yogatrade.com. And so naturally, they attracted lots of yoga teachers. But you're, ironically, you are, you are an engineer. Is that how ironic? So some of it worked. <laughs> some of it worked. But from, from our point of view, it was great. So there's, there's me. And I'm living with like six or seven different yoga yoga instructors we're doing yoga every day obviously it's a topic of conversation all the time so that so that again was kind of the first step for me to trying to find a project like Iluyaku yeah. where you know they have this ambition where you can create for yoga for dance for arts or something like this mm -hmm. um, and that gave me a taste for it and then and each place that I've gone from there I've always tried to have some 
kind of relatability to, to this goal that I've been looking sure. to try and do. And, sure. and now I've and now I was in Central America and I'm again looking on yoga travel jobs all, all the time and boom, up place, up pops the job for a yoga teacher in Luyaku. And straight away, I knew I was in Costa Rica and I knew I wasn't going to get to Ecuador for a few months, but I pumped a message to Shay to say, look, like, I'm really, really interested in this. I'm not, I can't come for a while, but just to let you know, this is almost perfect for what I've been looking for. It was, I remember uh, Shay would send me your emails and she would show me your emails. She's like, there's this guy from England. He, like she always likes, she always sends me people's CVs and profiles. Like, what do you think of this guy? What do you think of this girl and, and such and such? And it was interesting because she's like, there's this guy from England. He's like into martial arts and I don't know, Kung Fu or something. She doesn't know much about martial arts, but, but I mean, yeah, you, you've, you've had that experience, but uh, it was just really interesting. And she's like, yeah, and he's really interested in the project. Like, and, and so we've had a lot of, re it's actually really cool because we've had a lot of people respond to this, uh, like little advertisement that we do on that site. And so we get a lot of people that are interested, obviously, in coming to teaching, but yet you're the first one that's actually been interested in the project itself, where you're like, dude, I want to be involved in this. How, like, I have an idea for this. And it's like, so she's telling me this, and I was like, this is really interesting. Like, we could see how this could work out. And like, you don't want to get your hopes up when you hear stuff like that. So you just kind of let it play out. And, uh, but it was really interesting. Like, I, like, and then here you've been here for like a couple of weeks and it feels like, man, perfect. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And one, one thing that really made me aware of how, how excited I was and how much I actually really wanted to come and be part of this project is one, I had a message with Shay and I was like, can I, so can I start booking my flights? Um, can I look into that? And she's like, okay, uh, I'm just going to speak with the rest of the guys and I'll get back to you, I'll let you know. <laughs> and, then, and then that night, little did I know, I thought Shay was responsible for the, for the social media, but it's actually you. Yeah. Okay, uh -huh. and, then, <laughs> and then that night, you posted a photo up of, of Renee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saying, ah, oh, this is our new yoga instructor. Right. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, they just, she decided yeah, on someone they else. They decided this like be <laughs> this beautiful blonde girl. They picked she, her. she wins, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Easy pick, and right? I was I was gutted, and then that day made me really realise how much like I was quite, on my heart had kind of come into this project, wow, and how much I, I wanted it. And then when Shay Shay, and then I finally was able to get to get a hold of Shay because I had terrible Wi-Fi where I was. She was like, yeah, yeah, we want you to come. And I was yeah. like, perfect, sweet, perfect, exciting. And then I yeah, started booking my flights and I spent, I spent four weeks in Quito, near Quito, in a place called Tumbaco, teaching English, which was really interesting. Super, super high, really Dude, high altitude elevation. is like, I think, 9,000 feet. It's one of the highest altitude cities in the world. Yeah, Quito like, is, was 3,200, is it? Or 2,900 meters. meters. Yeah, it's, it's above, it's, I think it's the second, if I, I might be wrong, but it might be the second highest altitude city, like city uh -huh. that, at that altitude. And Quito is the capital of Ecuador. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know the capital of Ecuador before I got to Most Ecuador. people don't even know where Ecuador yeah, is. They're like, oh, is it in Central America? Yeah. What coast is it on? But yeah, and it's, yeah. I was trying to go for runs and stuff when I was there because I knew that I knew the benefits that I would get from doing some yeah. altitude training up there. But it was super, super high, and it was it's really weird because I I did a I did a ski season in the French Alps, and that was 
uh, in a place called Teen. If you ever, if you could ever go, definitely go. It's one of the best skiing spots in the world. But I was living at two thousand one hundred meters. But you're living in two thousand one hundred meters, and there's like seven meters of snow falling yeah. on you over the season. Where I'm in Quito, and it's like blue skies. You know, it rains occasionally. Maybe like 23 or 24 degrees Celsius exactly, at times. Exactly, but a completely yeah. different environment, but you're so much higher. Yeah. There's no weather there. It's a really, Ecuador has really unique places like that. Yeah. It's really awesome. Did you adjust to the altitude when you were there at all? Um, I, so I was, there for, I was there for five weeks, four weeks, I think, probably in the last week or so. I probably adjust, but you, I, I guess you probably adjust your lifestyle. You know, yeah. it, it takes a while for, yeah. like I was, I was in Costa. I was in Costa Rica, literally sea level. I was probably living at like two, <laughs> two meters above sea level. The greatest contrast. Yeah. When you jump on a plane, all of a sudden you're like two thousand nine hundred meters. Right. Yeah. So it takes a while for your body just to adjust to like humidity levels and right. stuff. And then I can. By the time I adjust, I come back <laughs> down to sea level, which has been refreshing. I like it down here. Yeah. Mm. I like the sea. If I could have the sea at 2,000 or 3,000 meters and have the best of both worlds, I think I would do it. But I really, if I have a choice, I prefer being by the sea, being at the ocean. Yeah, I would I agree. That. Ideal lifestyle. If I, you know, if I could pick an ideal lifestyle, it would be to live by the sea, live by the ocean, and then for the months of maybe, I don't know, just because I know that I know these are the skis like really good months in the French Alps, probably uh, different other places yeah. in the world. But like February, it's been like four months living in the mountains and skiing. And that would be that would be you know it would be a dream. <clears throat> you know what we should do is uh, while it's summertime here, we we stay here of course because the summertime is amazing. But uh, when it's winter time here, we need to go like snowboarding or skiing in the Andes somewhere. Yes. Ecuador doesn't have any real skiing, but like I don't think they just I don't think that they've ever I don't think they I don't know what they need to do to put that into play, but they don't have skiing here. A lot of infrastructure. Infrastructure yeah. is one of the things for sure. Yeah. And I think the the amount of people that want to do it. But somewhere in the Andes, I'm sure we can find a place to ski, man. There's plenty <laughs> places. A plenty. Or we or we just ski down some sand dunes. <laughs> That's the that alternative as well. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend. He's actually my dad's friend. Um, he was a firefighter for a long time, and then he he in uh, um, you do like a two year service. He's I don't know how old he is. Maybe he's like fifty five, fifty six. Um, you do like a two year service, and he learned how to ski, and then he got a love for skiing. So he kept on doing that. And whilst he was in the fire service, all of his annual leave, he would spend going to the mountains or teaching people to how to ski. And then eventually he got to a stage where it's like, do I? Do I risk everything and, and go live in France and become a ski instructor, or do I do I continue being a firefighter? And he decided to, to firefight and then ski. He yeah, he decided skiing <laughs> over firefighting. Ah, nice. And now he's a he's an awesome skier. He's yeah. a very very impressive skier. And he's got a great school, great business, um, and he's he's now because he's you know he's he's more towards the end of his career as a ski instructor he's very well respected he does a lot of like because of his history in the fire service he does a lot of um like safety measures i can imagine skiing. being able to do a lot of yeah. like training and there's a lot of transferable for, skills yeah, when it comes to emergency sure. rescues and Absolutely. things like that and and now in the in the summertime in france like he's going over to argentina and he's skiing in argentina yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
he's going on. We can meet up with him. There we go. He probably goes to more advanced slopes. Than yeah, I, I think so, man. Like, there's no infrastructure in Argentina, really. So yeah. like, they're jumping on helicopters. Yeah, you're jumping off of a helicopter onto the slope. But yeah. Incredible. I can imagine. Dude, I, a dream trip. This is going a little bit far for this conversation. But a dream trip of mine is to like have some skis strapped to my backpack and then have like maybe, I don't know, it could be up to like 10 people, but maybe like five people or four even. And just like go across the Andes, man, and just kind of, I don't know how far, but just kind of like, I don't know, hike, being out in the wilderness, camp, yeah. cold weather camping, I love it. It'd be awesome to like have some skis the one Yes, yeah, with ski touring, you can do yeah. this now. Even that, that, you can just go hiking, hiking yeah. on your skis. Shoot, maybe. Yeah. 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 It's do definitely that. doable. We could we could do a documentary about that. <laughs> In a few years, get time. a film crew to go yeah. along. <laughs> that, and that's one thing that's great about how snowboarding's evolved. Like we're going really off subject of jujitsu. <laughs> it's off the mat. Man. It's off the mat. <laughs> <laughs> this is what kind of life we live. We're off the but, mat now. <laughs> you know, with snowboarding, like skiing, skiing was the original one. Like skiing was used for like hunting and farming, how, a way to a way to get around the mountain before mm -hmm. it became a sport, and then all of a sudden snowboarding boomed and it became very fashionable people mm -hmm. were doing these tricks and stuff and they were looking good it had a very it was very like pretty cool these guys you know and and snowboarding snowboarding boomed the percentage of skiers the snowboard is definitely still a lot higher with skiers you see it on the mountain there's always probably like a, a 70 30 maybe sure, maybe yeah. 60 40 split between skiers and snowboarders so so snowboarding involved, and all of a sudden you can do a lot more tricks and like the gymnastics can kind of be involved. You have these big air competitions, real cool, like almost like the skater surfer vibe. Yeah, and interesting. Like came into skiing. Absolutely, I can yeah. see that. But then from the boom of ski, from the boom of snowboarding, skiing then evolved. Like you, the the engineering that went into skis kind of mimicking snowboards because you're getting like a lot more flexible skis. They're rounded at the top and at the bottom. Because my can go a lot in, quicker. Yeah, you can, and yeah. you can go in switch and things like this. And all of a sudden skiing, skiing is like, has gone back to how snowboarding was with, with the kind of the freestyle and things like that. And then, and then another thing that I was always saying about what's good about skiing is how, how easily you can get to different places. You know, you have the ski tours and now you've got split boards for snowboards. You know, you can go snow, you can go touring on these split boards and then you basically clip each one off, you swap them over, so your <laughs> right becomes your left, your left yeah. becomes your right, and you can clip them together and you've got a snowboard. Interesting. So you can now like go touring on skis with, with skiers and then you clip together and you have this snowboard. <laughs> There's awesome. so much stuff out there, man. Yeah. Awesome like, evolution of snowboarding. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I was lucky like, when I was skiing. I like, to, I like to try and do as much different kind of stuff, but like my crew that I was skiing with, most of them were snowboarders. So I would, you know, they like to like play around and stuff, hit the park, hit off little lips off the sides of pistes and things like that. So did you end up kind of like following that or did you yeah, just kind of so do Yeah, so I kind of had a lot of like the playful aspect that snowboarders really like. But I think that that's the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Like that's the kind of style I would like to do if I skied. I would have like a little bit of a playful approach, but I'm not interested in tricks. Same for surfing though. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just interested in the experience, not necessarily like doing anything like spin 360s or flips or anything and surfing's true too i i think just being out there and riding is like what what i like the best motorcycles too man that's another thing i can throw out there 
yeah. riding motorcycles, man. It's beautiful. The freedom you feel, mm -hmm. it's pretty awesome. The yeah. rawness of it. And, it. and again, like how we can relate that back to Ilyakun, like the Jiu Jitsu and Yoga, they've all got that similar vibe. Yeah. Know? They are all solo sports, I guess. That's true. That um, is interesting. Because they're very per they're very personal and they're very like mm -hmm. integrated into your into yourself. Right? Um, I think you get a lot of benefits from these solo sports. When I'm skiing, when I'm skiing, you know, I can jump on a ski lift. I have my headphones in, and you get to the top, and you just hop off, and you can just. It's like you're flying down a mountain, and and the the, the better you become at skiing, the less. Um, muscle engagement you have to do your technique becomes really smooth you, yeah. you tire a lot a lot it's a lot harder to become tired so you really can fly down a mountain it's that's super, awesome super peaceful i never got that skilled at it <laughs> i spent most of the time on my ass <laughs> like i would go home with a pack of ice like frozen to my butt because like my i would land on my butt so much that and you have all that warmth on your body and like the sun mm -hmm. hitting the snow and stuff and then like it would end up freezing towards the end of the e like when it's turning into evening and stuff like i'd have a frozen patch of ice on my butt <laughs> yeah some fools can hurt of course it's <laughs> big crashing and some hilarious so there's a there's a feed on youtube um sorry on instagram called jerry of the day and if you've not heard of it i suggest you definitely i'm gonna have to watch check it out. jerry of the oh, day. Wait, i may have heard this actually and, and like the ski season is about to start like december really kicks off so, so you've got you've stuff. got like 20 days <laughs> until you're getting a load of fresh new material <laughs> of people and you know and if you if you you know one of your friends they might make it onto jerry the day because you do I've some you do before. some stupid stuff and now friends have sent me yeah videos. hilarious videos of people wiping out it's hilarious that's <laughs> great yeah. dude anything else i mean that i mean that's kind of like the overall we'll get to talk more about iluyaku at other points but it's, i mean that's kind of the the idea of the project is people being able to express their arts and their like not just hobbies but it's much more than a hobby for all of us so yeah but and it's interesting that it's also bringing together this like like-minded group of people that are all interested in furthering their lives and bettering their lives, living happy, enriched lives and stuff. So that's the that's probably the most powerful thing out of it all is because you could be farmers and you could be construction workers or whatever, but like there's something happens that uh, when when those types of people come together and they're all interested and have like this like-mindedness about. Uh, the quality of life of how important that is to them and stuff and yeah. they have all those similarities it could be different types of professions or hobbies as well but it's a uh, it's interesting when people have that it kind of propels you in your own pursuits as well yeah so. I think so it gives you like a deepened respect for a lot of other things and it allows you to step back and have a have a review of some things in your in your life and improve in different areas not just on the map you know yeah it's really great so, should we wrap it up? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> good first podcast. That's a good. Uh, yeah, that's a good for. I, I think that's a healthy introduction. I think. Well, one more thing I think is really cool. <clears throat> uh, is just, 
I don't know. Like I said, mentioned it before, you've only been here for two weeks, but yet, like, we've had all these profound conversations and just, like, a lot of really cool uh, experiences together in the past couple of weeks. I feel like I know you more than uh -huh. just two weeks worth. It feels like you, you arrived just yesterday, but at the same time, like, it's almost so many experiences that it's, like, kind of hard to calculate in that amount yeah. of time, really. So. Yeah. But then again, like, the amount of conversations that we've been having, Sometimes you might be, you might know someone for like three or four years, but you won't have as many like in-depth, right. interesting conversations that we've been having, which is great. And I think we have very similar philosophies. Yeah, yeah. And we're both working on the same project. Right. And we both come here at the same, kind of at the same time mm -hmm. to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really great. So how can people find you on Instagram? So what, what, what is your... My 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 Instagram handle. Yeah. My Instagram handle is at the jujitsu monk. J U I J I T S U monk. Nice. And the house that we're working at is Iluyaku, which is I L U uh, Y A K U. It might be interesting to note that uh, Iluyaku is actually the like the native tongue of this area. And I actually cannot pronounce the name of it, so I would butcher it if I said it. So I'm not gonna heart like uh, like even say it. <laughs> but it is the native tongue, and it means heartbeat of the ocean or heartbeat of the sea. And so we kind of we all have that call to the ocean, um, and like we find a lot of us find a lot of like kind of like our home almost, mm -hmm. or like almost a sacred place. But yet, like. We have that sense of home being at the ocean. It's so extremely, it's from. extremely grounding, isn't it? Yeah, it's it really check, is. Check so into the water once a day. Yeah, it's really great. So my my feed on Instagram is Lewis Etheridge. Not very creative, not as creative as the gym. <laughs> but that's L E W I S uh, E T H E R I D G E. You know what's funny when I saw your handle, I was like reading it as I read it really quick and didn't pay attention. It was like Lewis the Ridge, <laughs> and I was like, "What does this mean?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, Etheridge." <laughs> yeah, well, the ridge comes from the hill. I think, yeah. like, if you trace it back, so it does make sense. Huh? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay, so we'll wrap it up. This was podcast uh, episode number one of Moments Off the Map with the Apprentice and the Monk. Nice one, man. Nice one. Cheers, mate. <laughs>